0: Once again, on a fine Thursday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're sitting and listening, um, you're listening to the FSP Crew Show. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and I'm, as always, joined by my STEAM co-host, my fellow Jersey guy, J&J, uh, uh, J J, Jeff and Jerry, uh, two guys from the from Jersey. We make up part of the FSP Crew Show, and I'm going to call in at 347. 637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220. It's the place to be if you want to talk to Jeff or me. got a great show in store for you tonight. Um, as you know, we now have the principles of the Super Bowl. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, we got to th- this Thursday and uh, at the, in the crew show. We have this Thursday and, and the, uh, next Thursday, which will be the fourth, three days away from the Super Bowl, to talk about, uh the particular particulars in the Super Bowl. That's what we're gonna do for one. And we're talking about um a uh quarterback that's created ai uh, I wouldn't say a brouhaha but created a little bit of uh, a conversation um um in his press conference and I'll have I'll replay his part of his press conference uh today, tonight I should say. And uh, um we're gonna talk about um whatever else hits the airways here, uh, guys that uh, may not be coming back with their teams, um, uh, uh hockey player that lost his damn mind. Um, we're going to talk about a few things. But uh, uh, before that, um, I'm tell you, we'll also have a chat room sitting out there. Chat rooms for your convenience. Ask a question, make a statement or a comment in that chat room. What you put in is what you get out of it. So I always say that, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's on you to put whatever you want in that chat room. Well, call up. I gave you the phone number. You can do that, too. We always like a good conversation on this Thursday night. But without further ado, let me bring in my esteemed co-host, my man Jeff. Hopefully he's feeling pretty uh, better because it sounds like he's a little under the weather. But uh, we'll bring him in anyway. What's up, Jeff?
1: I'm good. Well, let's do it. All
0: right, Jeff, um, as you know, Uh, And you probably by now have seen it, and we're going to get right into it. Probably have by now seen it, that uh, Cam Newton um, had a uh, press conference today. And uh, was it today or yesterday, whatever day it was, um, he had a press conference. And uh, um, he had some, I would say, maybe a a little controversial things to say. Um, I'm going to uh, play that uh, um, press conference, and then um, we can talk about it and try to dissect a, a few things that have been taking place on it. So uh, it's about three minutes. I'm going to play it from start to finish. It's only a portion of it, quite naturally, but um, I want you to get the full gist of, of whatever, whatever Cam was saying.
2: Nothing is comparable to the Super Bowl. When you
0: think about the Keep Pounding motto and where it started and where it's at
3: today, what does it really mean to you and this team this
2: uh, It means a lot off the mere fact that, you know, it's just not two words to us as an organization. It's a it's a way of life.
1: When did you know, what week was it, what moment was it that you knew, this team's special, this, this is it, this is the year? This week. <laughs>
2: truth be told, you know, everybody says, you know, we want to win the Super Bowl and um the truth of the matter is you don't win the Super Bowl until you're in the Super Bowl. You know, for us to um overcome so much with this year and not be distracted, you know, come Sundays, you know, it's been great to see and be a part of it too. <laughs> I've been seeing more Carolina Panthers support than ever in my life. From flags, posts to everything. And, you know, truth be told, you know, whether you win, lose, or draw, people are going to talk, you know what I'm saying. So I'm comfortable, you know, with the position that I'm in right now. And, uh, you know, I speak for the masses when, you know, we really could care less of what you say. It's, it's funny, really, because I've come to this point in my life where I've been faced with so much from good, bad, or indifferent, that I try to check myself if I'm trying to judge somebody. See what I'm saying? I think we all are, are are guilty of it at times. And if we, you know, look in the mirror or look in our own closet, we see that we're not perfect. It was only one person that walked this green earth that was perfect, and we know that who that is.
0: Why do you think that you're judged? Why do you think you become more of a lightning rod than other athletes?
2: Um, I think this is a trick question. Because if I answer it truthfully, it's going to be, oh, he's this, that, oh, he's going to say But I'm going to say it anyway. I, I, I don't think people have seen, you know, what I am or what I'm trying to, to do. And I said that prior to me being in this situation. But when I said it then, oh, he's immature, oh, he's young, he's this, that, and the third. It's Like I felt a certain type of way then. I feel the same type of way now. And the only thing that's changed is that we're winning. You know, and 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 I said it since day one. You know, I'm an African American quarterback that may scare a lot of people because they they haven't seen nothing that they can compare me to. You're going to hear about icon and entertainer. You're going to hear about how you celebrate
1: because of the national media. You're going to hear all these questions over and over. How are you going to maintain your composure? Be patient.
2: In and- any way, anyway, to win a football game because when you win. That's going to give him something else to talk about
0: All right, Jeff You heard uh, a good part of that um, Press conference I don't know, press conference or press Or whatever you want to call it Um, um, It was short About a little more than three minutes What's your thoughts?
3: You know
1: uh, I hope I don't have to hear about This sort of thing for the next uh, week and a half You know, I mean I don't have a problem with Cam Newton, and if I did, it would be my problem. You know what I'm saying? Um, Some people got a problem with the guy. I think he should just – it's easier said than done. Just, you know, play the game, you know, and and not bring up – I know it's hard to avoid – try not to bring up the topic or race or whatever. And, you know, I'll tell you, if I was tight with this guy, and I'm sure somebody must be saying something like this to him, a lot of people are automatically not going to like him just out of jealousy, you know? Uh,
3: Okay.
1: I'm not kidding. I mean, you know, and no matter how successful and how nice you're always going to have detractors. And he's, I mean, he's grown up the past few years. uh, But, you know, some people, like if they don't like a guy, you know, I mean, he could save kids from a building burn, uh, burning building, and they'll still hate his guts. You know, I mean, they just can't get off it. You know, I mean, there's still people hung up on the fact that his father might have uh, taken money, you know, or tried to take money for him to go to a certain college, et cetera, et cetera. And that that's old news. That's real old news. And I remember when that whole thing went down. You know, he, you know, he's you know a young man. I think maybe 21 years old, still in college. It was biggest story going, go and and this was heading up to the big Auburn Alabama game, and he kept it together. And I remember thinking to myself, this kid's got a pair, you know, because believe mm-hmm. me, many people would have cracked under that stress. And, and you know, uh, okay, you're not supposed to take money, but at least, you know, it, it means not not like uh, you know they're involved in a you know big time drug deal or something. You know what? He kept Mm -hmm. it together. And that's when I realized, uh, to me, I thought, well, he's got guts. He's he's got, you know, whatever, however you want to put it. And then, uh, you know, when he had, you know, his second and third year, he was having some uh, ups and downs. At least he didn't have a meltdown. He didn't pull a Vince Young. He kept it together, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think, you know, some people just don't like this guy for different reasons. Some people, they're racist. They won't even admit it, which I don't know what's worse, one person who will admit it or one who won't, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Can you imagine if if Newton, and this this comes up, I mean, he's a good-looking guy, you know? I mean, I'm not a look you know? No, but, you know, say i say mean, that. Uh, yeah, right, but, you know, I, I'm secure girl myself. I can say he's handsome, you know? Right, he um, is. He is. So, but, you know, it's funny. Uh, that'll get you over with a lot of people. But it also, I think, could create jealousy, you know. But imagine if he wasn't good-looking, you know. Uh, imagine if he had a lot of tattoos and dreads. Can you imagine how much, how many more people would hate this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny, and I'm sure one of the many criticisms, and I, this is a minor thing I noticed, his grammar is not perfect. Not everyone's is. And it reminds me and this is not a new phenomenon. Uh I don't I don't know if you remember hearing about this guy was way before our time in baseball, Dizzy Dean, uh great yeah. old baseball player with uh, the St. Oh, Louis yeah. Cardinals. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wasn't too and, bright. Well well that that's a misnomer. I think he's one of these guys as my uncle would say, he didn't talk smart, you know? He,
0: well, that's what I meant. I, don't I mean, think, would, yeah.
1: You know, right, right. So, okay, he might not have had a lot of education, but I don't think he was a dummy. But his grammar was atrocious. And, right. And, yeah, he, after his uh, playing career, uh, he was doing uh, radio because, you know, very colorful. Uh, I think he used a lot of southernisms and uh, people liked him on the radio and he used to do radio for the Cardinals after he retired. And he got some criticism, official criticism from the Teachers Association of Missouri or somebody like that about his poor grammar. And you know what he said? And this is classic Dizzy. He says, and this is during the Depression, during the 30s, you know, very hard mm-hmm. times for this country. And he said, I know a lot of people who don't say ain't, who ain't eating
3: <laughs> <laughs> And that's Dizzy,
1: you know. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. I'm waiting for someone to call out Cam you know, on uh, uh, on something like that, but he he's got to just because you know you know what I mean. Some of the stuff that people call him out on, they give other guys a break. There's you know, uh, it, it, you know I mean you think Brady cares if if people criticize his personal life or say he's cocky? You think he gives a toss? You know, uh, not at all. And, yeah, okay, Cam might be cocky. What, like Brady isn't? Like Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. isn't? And, you know, some mm-hmm. of these criticisms on Cam, you know, his girlfriend just had his child. You yep. know, they're not married. whoop de do okay? Yep. You know? Yep. And, and you know what? I think one of the reasons a lot of these big-time athletes aren't in a hurry to marry their long-time girlfriends, even if they have a baby, is because of the financial ramifications, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, the fact is, you know, he was there when the baby was born, uh, Yep. You know, it's not like uh, uh, he found out about it through the newspaper or something. Uh, you know, uh, it, 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 whatever. It, 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 it's it's his business. It's not my business. And you know what? Tom Brady, he his ex girlfriend had his kid. It wasn't even his girlfriend, and he got a break on that. You know. Yeah. Um, which hey, that's his personal life. I don't get involved with that. You know. And then his other girlfriend had a kid about five months later. It was like, so he got two kids within five months. Eventually, he married the supermodel. You know, whatever, that's his business. Now, Brett Favre was the guy, I think the media was kind of fascinated with him until he really wore everybody out. And, uh, you know, uh, you know he, he was, you know, his childhood sweetheart has his two kids. They married eventually. I think his kids were like in junior high by the time they got married. Hey, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's not my business, you know.
3: Right, um,
1: right. Uh, you know, that, that's one of the reasons he was uh, he was still playing in the league. He was a grandfather, you know. So, but, you know, I think Newton, uh, he, he just got to learn to laugh at this stuff, you know. Um, you know, and it's funny. I, I, somebody's going to come up with this, you know. Uh, last year and the year before, Russell Wilson was in the Super Bowl. You know, he's a very different guy than Cam Newton. And I'm exactly. sure somebody's, yep. some, somebody's going to say, like, you know, uh, Cam Newton, I don't know how to say, you know, he's soul brother number one, and, and Russell Wilson is Uncle Tom. And I don't like throwing well, they that about, around.
0: They did say that about Russell Wilson. They also called Russell Wilson, um, and I can't remember who said it, but he wasn't black enough. So – um, yeah, you was know, He was a, he. Let he he, he me put it this: because he wasn't what the so-called stereotypical uh, black man was supposed to act like, and so they they called him an Uncle Tom. Well, not Uncle Tom, you know but what, that, uh, not black enough.
1: And that's bullcrap because especially if you yeah. don't know a guy to say that, and yep. who the hell is someone else to say who's. You know, who's black enough, who's white enough, who's whatever. Who, right. who the hell gets to make that judgment? You know? Yeah. And, and you know mm-hmm. what? If you live like that, you're never going to make anybody happy. It's like Lenny Kravitz said, he wasn't the first to say. He was talking early in his career, he was saying, I wasn't black enough, I wasn't white enough, I wasn't Chinese mm-hmm. enough, I couldn't get a break, you know? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yep. uh, who the hell are these people? It, it, it's like that guy who, who uh, said uh, RG3 is a Cornwall brother. Who the hell is that guy? You know, I I, mm-hmm. I I hate that kind of crap, um, because you know you don't dude, you're just judging based people you don't know based on frequently superficial things, you know. Yep. I, I I can't stand that. It, it's just, it, you know, I I I just can't stand it. Uh, you know. So so what is uh. Uh, you know Russell Wilson. I mean, he seems to be himself. You know, I mean, does he start? Does he now have to become start acting like some kind of quote gangster to impress strangers? You know,
0: right? Uh, exactly.
1: I mean, that's crazy. You know, I knew a guy back in college, and you know, like you know, uh, uh, really mellow, uh, uh, Jamaican. He didn't have an accent, but he's from a Jamaican family. Really mm-hmm. mellow, and he didn't follow sports. He didn't like rap music, low-key guy, didn't, you know, didn't, you know, follow some of the stereotypes, young black guys. If somebody once asked me, out of blue, was he gay? I'm like, what? why? Because, yeah, right, right. It's like, because he doesn't fit the stereotypes you think. And, you know, he wasn't gay. And, and even if he was, who gives a crap? But this right. is the kind of idiots, you know. Because, yeah. you know, these people think if you're a young black guy, you got to walk around grabbing your junk all day and, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and a bunch of other stereotypes. And if not, right, you know, you're, you're on the down low. I mean, it was the stupidest thing I ever heard. And I'm like, no, he's not gay. He's just a normal, very intelligent, creative person. He's not, you know, and he's not going to act a certain way because people think because idiots think he should, but this, this is the kind of moron exactly. you're dealing with, you know.
3: Yep. But yep. this goes Maybe way I'll... back because think I, I,
1: with wait, Ali and and uh, uh, Fraser. You know, they, you know, it's kind of like because Ali was, you know, at this point he was a Muslim and he was against the war. Mm-hmm. That kind of people made Joe Fraser. To be the quote Tom, which I, I, I always heard he was a solid guy. You know, I mean, maybe he wasn't. He wasn't political. He wasn't a Muslim. That doesn't make him a Tom. I, right. I, I hate this kind of crap. You know, it, it, it's and, you know also when going into these Super Bowls, you got two weeks. There's only one game, and it's huge. And they look for stories mm-hmm. sometimes. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you know Cam, I'm I'm sure they have, you know, PR people. I mean, public relations, I don't mean Puerto Rican, you know. But I'm sure they they got, uh, you know, yeah, I don't want to think anybody I'm, I'm a bigot, you know.
0: No, um, I understand what you were saying.
1: Yeah, but they got, you know, the teams have public relations people, and I'm sure they're working with a lot of the players, especially him, because, you know, he's numero uno, uh, literally he, and figuratively.
0: He, very um, high profile.
1: That You know, about what to say, what not to say, how to say right. it, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, yeah, uh, man, you know, it, it just I wish they just focused more on on the X's and the O's, you know.
0: Well, uh, but, and,
1: but you, yeah,
0: you have got to understand something, Jeff. Two weeks to the Super Bowl. You said it yourself. They're going to try to bring out every story they can possibly can in order to fill up fill up the space on the airways, fill up space on in print, um, and, and fill up space you know fill up space in talk shows. Um, what he said is all over the place. It, it happened yesterday, and it's what what he said. It it, it, it took place. Conversations took place uh, in the morning with Mike and Mike. Um, it took place, and uh, for at first take, it took place in all any kind of sports show that was talking about football, and, and or even wasn't talking about football, but brought brought up the conversation. Cam Newton brought up. Um, I saw it on a quite, like I said, quite a few programs on, um, ESPN today. I, uh, saw it on the, um, uh, on the NFL network today. I also heard it on radio today and, and I imagine for the next couple of days until it dies out, if it ever dies out, that it's going to be a, a topic on a lot of people's, uh, tongues and uh, to talk about, um, some some of it uh, uh, enlightening, some of it um, um, you got to uh, question um, the thinking of some people, but it's going to be a topic um, quite naturally. We know it's a topic now because we brought it up, but I mean, not, not just because we brought it up, but uh, like I said, it's been on uh, the airwaves all over the place. Uh, and like I said it's probably gonna be on for the next at least the next couple of days. Um but the other story, uh I'll migrate from that, it's still staying the Super Bowl, uh, is that um after the championship the AFC championship game, just like uh every game, um the teams get together and, and uh congratulate or whatever each other and meet and talk to some guys renew their acquaintances that they have from another team, uh, coaches, um, quite naturally meet at the center of the field or thereabouts quarterbacks do the same thing. Um, and in this occasion, uh, uh, besides the quarterback, I'm talking about Peyton Manning meeting with Tom Brady. He also happened to meet with Bill Belichick. And I think it was NFL network, uh, audio caught that, uh, um, Peyton Manning said to uh whispered to um Bill Bel- Belichick that this may be his last rodeo. Um and they asked Peyton Manning about it and he kind of dodged the question. They asked his brother about it, Eli in a Pro Bowl, and he more or less said I don't know nothing. Uh they asked the a couple teammates and also the head coach and they pretty much say uh, I don't know nothing. We're just playing to to win the Super Bowl. Whatever else that takes place, that's after the after the game. What's your thoughts? What do you think that Mr. Pey- Peyton Manning is going to do? Do uh, you think this is his last rodeo? I think it is. Um, and, and he just uh, wants to see how it plays out um, come the end of the Super Bowl.
1: You know, uh, I hope it is because he's been playing like garbage since December 2014. He's limping into this game. And – it's hard to imagine. I mean, he comes back for 2016. First of all, it's a huge cap number for uh, for Denver. and uh, uh, He's going to need a walker. I mean, you know what? I mean, a lot of people thought he should have just wrapped up his career in Indy, but it's not up to the fans. It's up to him, and it's up to the owners. So at least at this point, when he's 50, he can't say, you know, I could have played another couple of years because he is – you know, it's like when you're selling a car – You want the gas tank to be real low? Well, his tank is low. And, um, you know, it's been painful watching him at times. I mean, he's just played really ugly. Uh, And, you know, you don't get the full story on injuries. Everybody knows about the neck injury. But then it came out during the season that he had a foot injury. And going into the season, I was staying away from him in fantasy drafts because he was still going high. And based on that December, I wasn't going to take them high, and I'm glad I didn't because I would have had some lousy teams if I did. So, uh, you know, the thing is, if, you, if they win, and believe me, uh, I think if they win, the thing is they got a they got a shot because they they got that great defense, and they can run the ball. But you know, hey, the, the you know the Carolina defense is no joke, so it. That that that'll give him his second Super Bowl and improve his Super Bowl record to two and two, um, but uh, you know if he loses, hey, he's still a Hall of Famer. I mean, it'll be one and three, but hey, at least he's got one win in a Super Bowl, which is more than Jim Kelly, more than Fran Tarkenton, more, more than uh, a lot of other guys. So uh, uh, you know, uh, so but you know, it's now you know. These are two big-time quarterbacks. Of course, I think it's the biggest age gap between starting quarterbacks.
0: Yes, 13 Uh, years.
1: And and, uh, most of that is on Peyton because he's going to be the oldest uh, quarterback to start a game, a Super Bowl game. Um, And this is just one of the things. And, of course, another – this is the the kind of subplot I'm interested in is if if Carolina wins – and Newton is the MVP. Which if they win, there's a good chance he'll be the MVP. Man, that that cat is gonna have some heavy duty hardware. Uh, besides the Heisman, and you got his college national championship, uh, rookie of the year. I think he's gonna he's gonna be probably regular season MVP. And then if you put a Super Bowl ring and a Super Bowl MVP, uh, that's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of jewelry and hardware for him. And hey, good for him, because that's gonna put him. It might put him. I think the only guy in that club, even though there's other guys with a lot of hardware, but I think that'll put him shoulders above. I think you know if he gets all that.
0: That would put him. You're right. The only one to win the Heisman, to be uh, um, um, the uh, uh, and win a Super Bowl. I, I there hasn't been a Heisman Trophy quarterback that's won a uh, um, a Super Bowl also. So and a national uh, what
3: about Jim
1: The
0: well, national Jim, championship. I
1: don't, right, right. Because Plunkett didn't have the national championship, but he did have a Super Bowl MVP. Yes. So you no know,
0: what I'm, ta- but, what I'm yeah, talking about yeah. it is win a national championship.
1: Right, right. And, right. Uh, and
0: also win a super bowl. Uh
1: Correct. that would put Correct.
0: put him in in a class all by himself. Yeah. Um and uh I I have to think that's a strong possibility. Um, But, you know, like we have to wait another week and a half to to see see it play out and see what happens at the end of uh, Super Bowl 50. And uh, um, if um, Denver's defense can get the best of Cam or um, can Cam get the best of the defense of, of Denver or vice versa and uh, and Peyton Manning get the best of uh, Carolina's defense, or Carolina um, sends Peyton Manning um, to defeat in Super Bowl 50. But uh, uh, um, I'll wait until next Thursday um, to to get your Super Bowl pick on um, who you think is going to win it and why. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because uh, some information about the, well, some t- topic about the Super Bowl because of what Cam Newton said. Um, I want to move on to a, uh, a another thing in here um, that um, still has to do with, uh, uh, oh, come on, I just lost it. Don't do that to me. Still has to do with football. Um, and that um, speaking of Peyton Manning, and I thought this was going by the wayside, but apparently it's still an active investigation. Um that he's still getting investigated on whether he um uh was uh using or has used or, or did use uh HGH. Um he says I do welcome it. It's no news to me. I'll still stand by what I said then that it's garbage from the first day that, that it came out, garbage today. Uh, meaning um, what the Al Jazeera had said that uh, he had um, uh, used uh, HGH or, uh, in some form or fashion. Uh, what's your thoughts on Mr. Peyton Manning? I, I have the hard time believing that um, Peyton Manning now, it wouldn't be a surprise to me, but I have a hard time believing that Peyton Manning, even though he's had some physical limitations would, jeopardize his legacy in using HGH just to, um, I wouldn't say further his career, but improve his condition past what it was. Talk to me, Jeff.
1: You know, uh, from what I remember when this broke, the the guy who made the accusation was like an intern. I mean, a former intern who really didn't have a lot of firsthand knowledge. So it was a very, Sketchy accusation. I I mean, uh, innocent until proven guilty, and, you know, uh, Peyton, when this is not conclusive, he doesn't look like he's been using HDH, and he's not the first guy to sound very convincing and be very indignant, and then later end up, you know, turning out to be guilty. Um, You know, uh, it, it, it seemed like it's kind of hushed up a little now it's starting to get a little more activity uh yeah, this is not a story he wants to hear going into the game, but this if it turns out that this is total nonsense, it'll be forgotten. you know mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and things, well <laughs> you know it's it's practically forgotten. there was a lot of you know it was more whispers, but there was a lot going into Super Bowl four that Lenny Dawson was involved with point shaving um. And because they had no proof of, you know, anything, it, it finally faded away. But there were some very good quarterbacks from way back when who, who were accused. Uh, they they didn't really have much on Dawson. And if they only hinted on it. They, you know, the coverage then, the TV coverage was minimal. You know, you got like half-hour pregame show. Back then for the Super Bowl, it might have been a whole hour and they just uh, a couple times during the broadcast made reference that he was under a lot of stress, a lot of, you know, that sort of thing, but they didn't really get into the accusations. And, you know, I think part of that was, because I was reading up on this once. you want to talk about a name being associated but no proof. Coincidentally, there was a big-time bookie who coincidentally had the same last name as Dawson. So that might have been how the rumors got started. You know?
3: so Yeah, I didn't know that.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how silly now. But then, of course, then they look for ways. And, you know, it, it's hard to shape points on a football game, but it's possible. You would need a quarterback would be one of the most important guys. There's a few other guys. A defensive back, uh, a center, a long snapper, those are all guys you would want on board if you were going to do it. Um, and, and it was more it may have happened when they, the players weren't getting a lot of money and they could really they could practically double their income shaving points which allegedly some guys like Bobby Lane did um now there's no, this 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 is not conclusive anyway that Hank Stram had coached Dawson in college at Purdue and then of course people are like oh well you know you need a couple guys who were close like those two to be in on it together. It's like, come on. Uh, guy coaches who who in the NFL who also coached the same player in in college. That that's very common and not conclusive in any way. But this is the kind of nonsense that was going around about Lenny Dawson who yeah, was able to make the Hall of Fame and and you know what has never been associated with anything sleazy. Uh, which if he was the kind of guy who'd be involved with point shave, then he probably was involved in a lot of other crooked crap, too. So. That's,
0: that's true. All right, one more thing about the uh, Super Bowl guy. Um, broke his forearm in the first half of the NFC Championship game. Had surgery on Monday to repair his broken right forearm, which included 11 or 12 screws and a metal plate. And he fully expects to play in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm talking about Thomas Davis, uh, who, from all intents term, term, and purposes, is supposedly getting better. Um, fortunately for him, that – uh, oh, unfortunately, whatever way you want to look at it, he uh, broke his forearm. Um, and it probably isn't a a displaced fracture. I, I would I'd probably say that. Um uh, and uh, he's got a better um, chance of healing, especially with some type of protective um, uh, wrapping on his right form to be able to play. Uh, but uh, even in that fact, that it would be just, I, I, I can't imagine these guys when they go through some type of injuries like this and they have to have a a uh, um a uh lack of a better term a a shot to numb it and then quite naturally uh that shot's going to wear up at one point or another and then you deal it's a, it's a it's a matter of dealing with the pain um that i'm amazed how these guys especially guys that don't get really severely injured during the year and play at a high level, game in and game out. And you know some of these guys are dealing with some type of injury, but they're playing through it and have a high tolerance for pain or taking a shot to try to um, get them through the game or games. Um, It amazes me what these guys sacrificed with their bodies and how some of them Um, especially Thomas Davis, who's had three ACL surgeries and now he's got a right broken form. Um, It's going to be able to deal with life after football. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. People now are concerned about uh, concussions and concerned about steroids for a long time and HTH, but uh, you know, maybe they should start, you know, the thing is, I don't know what the, the financial benefit for the league would be in the teams, and that's what the bottom line is. Maybe they should start banning some of these uh, painkillers, because some of this stuff is very unhealthy. And, you know, it it almost seems to a lot of people, they don't care about it. People care about, everybody seems to care about, you know, uh, there's a slim chance that Peyton Manning took HGH, but uh, I am sure the last game he played, Ben Roethlisberger must have been shot up with all kinds of stuff, you know. Um, Everybody's okay with that. You know, I mean, you know, where do you draw the line? But maybe they, they should ban some of these substances. Like, uh, uh, I I think this is fairly rare, but I think uh, uh well-known uh, Hall of Fame player, Joe Namath, who uh, played through a lot of injuries, I, I think he was on morphine. I mean, I think to me, when it got to morphine, I, I, I seriously consider uh, moving on.
3: But
1: when you're making a big bucks and you got all the adulation and everything else, uh, it might be a small price to pay. So I haven't been in that situation.
0: Okay. All right. I got three guys that I'm going to name to you, uh, um, uh, uh, Jeff. And you're going to know their respective teams. Uh, my, My question is, I want you to list them one through three who should who should sign a long-term contract or sign him uh re-sign him uh to an extension um or not um Kirk Cousins Doug Martin Matt Forte
1: mm, that's tough i mean forte for a running back he's got a lot of mileage cousins one good year uh, Martin, a good year, a good rookie year, but two lousy injured years in the middle. Might be cousins by default, I think.
0: Okay, so cousins because he's no, no cousins because he. I was going to say cousins because he's a quarterback, and he and he yeah. played relatively well in for uh, uh, Jay Gruden, um, who's number two out of the the, the two running backs. Probably
1: uh, Martin because he's he's younger
0: than uh forte and and forte is left on the outside in chicago looking to try to find a contract and sign with somebody else is that what you're telling me
1: yeah yeah
0: so let me me ask you this okay you named the quarterback first and then doug martin second and forte uh it's quite naturally a free agent um the other two have a con uh uh, no, the uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't have a contract. I think he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So they need to they're going to try to sign him to a long term long term court, um, a contract. That and that's my question: Should they sign Kirk Cousins to a long term contract to be the quarterback for the Washington Redskins? And if so, should happen to RG three?
1: Well. RG3 is out of Washington. I mean, I think that's – I don't even think that's debatable. Um, I heard that uh, Dallas is interested in him. And I'll tell you, you want to talk about urine testing, they got to urine test some of these owners because I heard Jerry Jones was saying that uh, uh, Romo has uh, at least a few years left. Huh? I, I mean, maybe he's supposed to say that. He's not supposed to say, oh, my starting quarterback only has a year or two left if he's lucky. But mm-hmm. I mean, when he uh, the stuff he was saying uh, that 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 was nonsense. So that begs the question: supposedly, uh, Dallas still likes Manzel, and they like RG three. I'd rather bring in RG three because it's not the same kind of circus. I mean, there's been some minor maturity issues with RG three, but nothing like Manzel. And, uh, so, I mean, Texas, I mean, Dallas might be uh, a good match for, uh, RG3. Uh, you know, I think Manziel belongs in circus. Um, you know, so, uh, I mean, there's teams, they could sign cousins. He's going to get a few bucks and he earned it, but they'll, they could put a lot of stuff in the contract. So if he's a one year wonder, they'll have an out. And, uh, I think when uh, the Niners, when they uh, signed uh, Kaepernick, they they put some uh, friendly stuff. And there have been other guys, kind of the one-year wonders, who signed, you know, cap-friendly deals. You know what I mean? So they got the money, but the team wasn't bound to them forever. Like, remember uh, Derek Anderson had the one big year in Cleveland? He got a few bucks, but, mm-hmm. you know, they were able to get out of it because he was a one-year wonder. So um, they, they'll find a way.
0: And where is Derek Anderson now?
1: Oh, he is the backup in Carolina, which. That's right. uh, I'll tell you, as as good as Newton is, you know, he's only, I mean, he's a big kid and he can take a hit. He's only, you know, you can say this any player, though, one hit away from the end of his career. And that team, you want to talk about a drop off, I, I just can't imagine, you know, The the team being anything close, that offense being anything close with Anderson running it, you know. Um, And, you know, hey, he was a one-year wonder, but he kept his mouth shut, and he's got a pretty good job holding a clipboard, you know, good for him, so.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to change up a little bit, Jeff, um, for a short time because I want to get to this guy. Um, I saw it on uh, TV yesterday. Well, I mean, today, I should say. Uh, and I couldn't believe it, and they played it more than once. And I'm talking about Cal- Calgary Flames defenseman, Dwayne Weidman, um, where he, for some godforsaken reason, decided to check a, um official in plain sight. No, o- no other uh, hockey players around. <clears throat> a blindside back hit to an official um as he was heading toward his bench. He's been suspended pending a hearing with the NHL next week. The the league announced in a statement Thursday. Um, supposedly he's suspended indefinitely. Uh like I said he cross checked the linesman during a uh, Calgary Calgary two to one home loss to the Nashville Predators on Wednesday night. Um, he's saying the hit was unintentional. Um, uh, I hate to see what kind of hit is intentional uh, because uh, what I saw is that he, I wouldn't say crept up on him, but he, he uh, skated up to him, um, uh, glided up to him, I should say. He glided up to him. And for, for some godforsaken reason, you could see him extend his arm with a short jab and knocked the official to the ice. Um, he said after the game that he was distracted after uh, S- Salomonki, who was a, a, a Nashville winger, hit and unintentionally collided with Henderson. Um, and <coughs> excuse me. So I I I I can't believe that this guy said it was unintentional. I mean, it was in plain sight. I mean, he was. Let me ask you this, Jeff. You know, I'm beyond words here. Did you see see the replay of this, and what's your thought? That
1: was nuts, man. I, I'm still shaking my head over it. Now, this guy isn't one of the, quote, goons of hockey. Uh, I mean, and, and seldomly will I speak on intent, and I hate when people do that. But, hey, it doesn't look good. And I think the NHL, this is a rare occurrence, he is, I think, suspended pending a hearing, which that makes sense because you can't do like the NFL, well, we'll do something, and then if we get a lot of criticism, then we'll add more to the punishment because you can't do that. You know what I'm saying?
3: Right, Um, right.
1: Now, I'm sure the Players Association, which I don't think is that strong in hockey, uh, they might get involved, and I think in general, whenever a player is suspended, they always appeal. It's automatic. And uh, I'm, I am think the uh, linesmen must have a union. They might get involved with it. Uh, I think there's something in the bylaws about a 20-game suspension. Uh, I don't think it's a common occurrence. Uh, yeah, it's messed up. It's got people talking about hockey, but not for the right reasons. Um, because, I mean, there's – he could have been, I don't think he was concussed. I mean, cause if he was, I mean, he, he went boom. Cause if he was concussed. He, he I don't think he would have had that focus. I think he just bad temper snapped and did something really, really stupid. And, uh, uh, he messed up, he messed up real bad and, uh, you know, it's out of character, but Hey, you know, I mean, it, it's something I think a lot of people are afraid of, just, you know, just afraid of that. That one stupid moment, I mean, hey, you could do worse things in that moment, but, man, he he, he really screwed up. I mean, it's uh, there was that thing, and I think it was in Texas, with the uh, the two kids uh, cheap shot at the ref because the idiot coach told them to do it, you know, which, uh, you know, to, I think the coach got in trouble. It's the kids. It's like, hey, you know, if, if uh, somebody tells you to do something stupid, do you still do it, you know? Um, <laughs> yep. You're right. Um, you know, I'm serious. Uh, you know, I, I, you, you know, you don't want to have too much respect for authority. You don't want blind respect for authority. Then you end up with Nazi Germany, you know. And then everybody's, oh well, I just was doing what I was told. Duh. You know. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't talk a lot of hockey on this show. But uh, yeah. Uh, and then now uh, hockey, they got a guy. I, I just was hearing about this. They got a guy who's like a. I think one of the – you know, I think – I don't know if there's a technical term, but one of the quote enforcers, which I guess sounds a lot better than a goon, who's getting right. voted to the All-Star game, you know. Um, really? Yeah, and I well, think he might they, actually they ha- go. They have, a new,
0: they have a new position as enforcer? Is that, is that no, why he's going?
1: The fans, I think, started doing it as a goof. I don't know whether they wanted to just expose the All-Star game as a joke or just as a goof. Maybe they were mocking this guy because he's not a good skater. He doesn't score many goals. Uh, I think he's kind of a marginal player. I don't think he's one of the better enforcers in the league. Um, And um, I I really think he's going to be voted, and I think he's going to go which, I mean, I don't know if there's a lot of precedent. Maybe it, it might be better to to refuse it and say, well, I haven't really played enough or played well enough to earn this. I'm not sure, but it kind of it shows what a joke. Uh, you know, I think it wasn't as bad when you actually had to punch a ballot and mail it in, but I think now with the online ballot, it's a lot easier to stuff the ballot, and I think it got momentum. People heard about it, and for some reason – they think it's funny. Yeah, let's send this uh, second-rate goon to the All-Star game. It's like, you know, and it's probably because a, a, a worthy guy isn't going to go. And, and, and you know, I just saw something. I mean, coincidentally, the NFL All-Star game is close to the NBA and the NHL in time because the NFL is at the end of the season. All the Patriots aren't showing up for the All-Star game, I, I, for the Pro Bowl. I wonder if that's going to become the new thing, because I'll tell you that the the uh, The Pro Bowl's on thin ice, and it's never been a good game, but it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And I can't remember a team with that many players, all of them, boom, not going. I'm not sure if it's from Belichick or or what, but, uh, you you know, uh, it it just goes to show you how unimportant the Pro Bowl is. And I I don't like the idea of getting rid of it, but it's so bad at this point. uh, I don't know. Maybe they should. What's the point?
3: Yeah,
0: that's true. Um you well, just think about all the guys that are taking the place of, of original Pro Bowl um um players that are supposed to go. Uh, hey. Uh quarterbacks all, in all in all positions, whether they're they're injured or not, some guys um just forego the money cuz it's 29 grand to the to the loser and I think 58 grand to the winner um but they forego that move that you know excuse me they forego that move of uh uh going to Hawaii to play in the Pro Bowl and pick up um another uh thousands of dollars uh, in a check and and uh, uh go on a merry way and and not even worry about it but uh it is what it is um, all right i want to move from uh from the NFL to the from hockey and now to basketball. Because we have, we talked about a a, a guy that um, cross-checked the official in uh, hockey. Let's talk about um, Blake Griffin, who for, for some uh, godforsaken reason, supposedly this guy was a very good friend of his, but he got into an altercation, which uh, resulted in him um, injuring his hand from four to six weeks and um the league is looking into the incident uh even though no charges were filed um and uh see if uh Blake Griffin is going to get a some type of suspension either from the team or which they haven't haven't done yet or from the league. Uh what the hell's going on with these players now, Jeff to talk to me.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm scratching my head. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge Blake Griffin fan, but I never thought he was a bum, and I don't get it. And uh, I, I just I I I'd love to know what this guy said that ticked him off so much. Because usually, when, when when you look like Blake Griffin, you don't have to throw your weight around. You know what I'm saying? People don't want to mess with you. Maybe there's a few NBA guys who might want to mess with him. And a lot of that, to me, up to, I hate and I hate basketball fights. You know, uh, I guess you know, I don't watch that much college hoops. I don't see too many college fights. But I hate them because and most of them are lousy fights. These guys are just flailing around like crazy. And I don't think Griffin's considered a dirty player, a thug, or anything like that. Um, I don't get it. And part, one of the many reasons I don't like this is, you know, why doesn't he pick out someone his own size? Because this guy was about a foot shorter and I'm sure a lot lighter. And I, they're out in a restaurant. But the thing is, though, I'm sure a lot a lot of fans, there are people, they are fans, but people, you know, when you're a Blake Griffin, it's hard to mix in with the crowd. You know, right. might say things to him to try to agitate him because I think, you know, you know, uh, everybody thinks, hey, if I agitate this guy, he'll throw a swing, and then I get a few bucks, you know. Um, well, the,
0: supposedly the, these guys were close friends. They're like brothers, yeah, supposedly.
1: Yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't hear that. I heard they were close. Cause the the thing is, now, you know, you go out to the club and there's some drunk idiot. He might say something to you. It's easier to, to shrug that off than. Um, You know, someone who knows you well, they might have a little more ammunition. But still, what the hell is he thinking? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, the dude's a foot shorter than him. I mean, what the hell? And I mean, even if that guy really said something really bad, I mean, all he had to do was just grab him, you know, uh, give him a look like, hey. (laughs) You know, that's all he had to do. I mean, I think he hit him multiple times. And I mean... Yeah,
2: he hit him a couple times at least.
1: Yeah. And this is a great cop-out. Yeah, I'd punch you, but I don't want to break my hand and then, you know, miss the All-Star game. He's probably going to miss the All-Star game anyway because of the quadriceps injury. But, yeah, I don't want to, you know, jeopardize my zillion-dollar contract. So, uh, yeah, I I don't want to risk breaking my hand on your ugly face. You know, I'm sure there's... The son, it's like what the hell happened, and it, it, other guys it'd be easier to believe. And, and you know Griffin always came across as being you know a, a solid guy, uh, but you know hey you know yeah, I guess we, almost anybody's capable of uh, you know having a moment of temper and doing something real stupid. Um, and you know I'll tell you I wonder if the team could recoup some money because it's a non basketball injury. And I'll tell you, he looks like a real a-hole, for lack of a better term. He really does. Sure. And uh, a lot of people thought, you know, he stepped up his game last year. But, you know, this is, you know, uh, I'll tell you, you wonder. You really wonder. And, uh, yeah, and this is one of these stories. that's not going away. As soon as it happened, I knew something is wrong. And, uh, you know, it's why I think he's the assistant equipment guy, which, you know, basketball doesn't need that much equipment. It's not like football, but I guess, you know, they got enough equipment where they need an assistant equipment guy. Um, and and sometimes these guys are close with the players. Uh, yeah. Very strange. You know, it makes you almost wonder, you know, is there some kind of curse on the Clippers, you know?
0: Yep. All right, Jeff. There's one more thing, and I just happened to see it, and it has reverted back to football, that uh, top Raiders brass will reportedly visit Las Vegas on Friday to scout a potential stadium site. Reports are all a bit second-handed, but based on a memo from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, President Len Jessup, Davis said he would neither confirm nor deny the report. With stadium efforts going exactly nowhere in Oakland, and Davis Dead set against a move to St. Louis, Vegas is a highly interesting wild card option. The town has long been desperate for a professional team of any kind, but faced resistance as the American hub of legalized gambling. Um, and uh, there's another later report that says that uh, Jason Cole from Bleacher Report said the possibility of the Raiders moving to Las Vegas is very real, and that owner Mark Davis has been discussing it possibility with casino magnate uh Sheldon Alderson for two years. Um and I'm not gonna go to on with the rest of the uh article but um quite naturally uh any team, professional team and in this case it's the NFL uh, a football team, the Raiders, going to um uh Las Vegas uh it, it's got to do with a public relations move Which would say that the NFL would uh, support gambling if they allowed the 32 owners I'm talking about, allowed a team to go to Las Vegas. Uh, What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I think it might be different now, but uh, Pete Rozell was against having a team in Vegas. Um, Well, you see, they've had pro teams, not NFL, which practically go hand in hand, but they have. Pro teams, and they haven't done that well. They the they had a Vegas XFL team, which drew okay, which inspired uh, an Arena League owner to move his franchise to Las Vegas, and they couldn't draw flies. But it, it, I mean, yeah, that's the Arena League, but it just goes to show. I, I don't think Vegas is a good sports town. Um, a lot of transplants. A lot of travelers, you know, are these people going to spend a hundred bucks a pop for lousy tickets to see a losing NFL team? I, I I don't see it, but a lot of this could be just how these owners, you know, they, they shop around to try to get a deal. Um, and I'll tell you this, this Mark Davis, uh, doesn't seem too swift. Uh, I mean, you've seen this guy, he looks like he should have a cup in his hand, you know, uh, it's uh, like he cuts his own hair. I'm not kidding. I mean, he looks like a galvon. Uh, uh, you know, this is I'm just sure part of the games they play. Uh, it, it just I don't think it's a good sports town, and there might be issues with the league. But then again, you know, it's the Raiders. But this is Mark Davis, not Al. And uh, I think San Antonio. I think is chance. You know who knows, maybe St. Louis, which is a joke. Uh, who, who knows? Uh, you know, of course I heard San Diego, which is hilarious, which would mean then there'd be three teams in Southern California, which is probably too many. Um, uh, yeah, I'm surprised they haven't talked about Portland because I think that's one of the largest cities without an NFL team. Um, it, you know, it just, it's just, it's such a joke. And, uh, yeah, I I I don't get it, and uh, I I don't know. I I I don't think it'll happen. But there, there's been a few things in the NFL that I didn't think would happen, but did.
3: That's true. All right,
0: uh, we come to the end of the show. Uh, just a little bit in our overtime, Jeff. Uh, before we get out of here, because I'm going to just drop the mic. I'm not going to play any music to to end the show. Uh, you have anything that you want to uh, put out there before we end the show?
1: Um well, um just uh well we'll we'll uh talk about the Super Bowl some more next Thursday. But uh everybody uh good luck with your pools and uh if you're still doing uh fantasy leagues and uh and uh the proposition bets, maybe we could talk about that next week.
0: Okay. Um thank, I want to thank Jeff for joining me tonight. Um you've been listening to the FSP crew show, tune in next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we'll be talking, at like, like we said, about the Super Bowl and who we like and why we like it. Um, also, tune in uh, this Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which would be the FSP show, with the, me being the host, Vic Gardner being the co-host, and on um, Sunday, uh, the uh, master plan, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'll be hosting that show. And uh, um, tune in, and uh, we'll be talking about some fantasy sports in that show like we always do. Uh, With that being said, I want to thank everyone for listening. See you next week.